We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. As always on Tuesdays, I am your host, Jake Letarski, joined today by John McKechnie. If you're out there on Twitter, give John a follow, please, at Johnny McKex. You can follow me at jakeski 52 John, we're going to dive into a full slate of games for Tuesday. However, got to start with the big news in baseball. Freddie Gonzalez getting the axe by Atlanta on Tuesday morning. Now, was there anything he could have done to save this job, or is he pretty much screwed from the start? It, it really seemed like uh, the front office, the way the team was laid out this year, uh, there really wasn't wasn't much that Gonzalez was going to be able to do. I mean, you look at that roster, top, you know, top to bottom, the, all twenty five of them, and you're pretty underwhelmed by almost every single person on that roster there. So, you know, I feel bad for Freddie. He he uh, did a good job for a few years, you know, having to kind of come in after the legendary Bobby Cox. But, you know, I think the writing was on the wall. Uh, Atlanta wants to kind of have a completely fresh start when they open their new stadium. And I think Gonzalez would be kind of a reminder to the fans of these past kind of rough years they've had here. 
Yeah, I mean, hey, man, if our, if my Brewers were looking for a manager, I'd be stoked to hire Freddie Gonzalez. Sure. Not that I have any problem with Craig Council, but he should have no problem finding a job in the very near future. Agreed. All right. Well, let's head on to today's full slate. We've got one early game not included on the slate. That looks like the battle for Ohio. That's uh, the Reds at the Indians set for a 6 10 Eastern first pitch. So keep an eye on that. There's a couple games or a couple players from those games, like uh, Kitmas, for example, I would love to use if they were in the slate, but unfortunately they are not. So we have a 14 game slate. Just to put that in perspective, we got over 57,000 entries in tonight's MLB squeeze, just a $3 entry. And we've got lots of aces to choose from on Tuesday night. John, now, Monday was a really light day for aces. Jordan Zimmerman at 10,001 was the only pl- pitcher. Priced above 10000 However, we have got five pitchers above 10000 today, so lots of options. Of course, leading the board is Clayton Kershaw, as always, at 13000 We go to Madison Bumgarner, 12100 Noah Syndergaard, 10700 Scherzer coming off a big-time performance, uh, 10500 And Cole Hamels at 10400 Now, John, are you... Going after that top tier of guys paying up for pitching tonight, or do we kind of get? Are we going to try to go down the list and try to find some value in the scrap heap? I am. I am gonna gonna pay up tonight. I'm gonna go with uh, Madison Bumgarner here at twelve thousand one hundred, going against San Diego on the road down at Petco Park. Now, I think I would definitely consider ponying up that te- that twelve thousand form. Usually, I wouldn't, but you know, when you there's so many factors in Bumgarner's favor tonight. You know, like. Facing a Padres team that just frankly does not push runs across the board at all. And he's dominated them in the past, really. So I know that the Padres have picked things up a little bit, but they still don't have anything to really scare me against Bumgarner. And, you know, he only struck out five batters in his last outing, and he only posted 32 points overall. But, I mean, that was against a tough Blue Jays squad. It's tough to really uh, over make them look overmatched. So you, I'm looking at Bumgarner here going against a team that uh, strikes out the third most in the league, I think it's just kind of a no-brainer for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Padres continue to be a team that you need to target on any given day as far as daily. A 25.2% strikeout rate, a 134 isolated power mark leaves a lot to be desired. That is the fifth worst in the league uh, there, so someone uh, that you want to target. And, of course, uh, weighted on base percentage also lands them at the second worst, uh, 286. But really, you can hardly count the Braves that we just talked about, 264. That's pretty much a, a full standard deviation below <laughs> the rest of the pack there. So if you throw out the Braves' terribleness, then the Padres are pretty much the one team that you want to pick on uh, this evening. So definitely worth keeping an eye on in in any situation. Of course, if you do want to pick on the Braves, Juan Nicasio of the Pirates is on there. I'm not so sure about that move, even against the 9-28 and 28 Braves here. But you like Mad Bum? I do. I'm on board with that. I can never argue with that, especially with this matchup. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go back to Old Faithful tonight. I will pay up my 13000 for Clayton Kershaw. Sure, his ownership's going to be off the charge, charts. Yeah, he costs you thirteen k. That's going to put you back for sure. But he is still as big of a lock in fantasy as it gets. His lowest fantasy points total of the season was 33. He's averaging 55.1 FanDuel points per game on the year Oof. and 72 points per game over his last three. He is earning that price tag. I mean, his 1.74 ERA is backed up by a 1.48 FIP. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> I know the Angels The Angels only strike out 15%, generally a pretty uh, strikeout-avoiding team, but 
that's going to all go out the window when they face Kershaw tonight. Oh, yeah. I just I he's still my favorite for a Cy Young, possibly an MVP. I'm going to end the rant right there. 13,000. It will set you back, but we've got some hitters for you later in today's show that will hopefully uh, be able to help you make a lineup with Kershaw because he will cost you. Sure, and I do have one kind of interesting question about tonight's slate because you do have so many aces, and you know you look at it and you got Syndergaard versus Scherzer. So I know Kershaw is always your guy when it's Kershaw day, but you know, say, say that Kershaw wasn't on the board here. What? How do you generally navigate when you have two aces going against each other? Do you try to avoid that in general, or do or do you feel like you dig in, you find one that has a distinct matchup advantage? Well, you know, I, I'll look at the matchup. Slightly, you know, there's some things that I want to look at here. For example, um, let's see if I can find it here. I'm looking to see who's favored in that game. That's usually pretty telling. Um, we got Mets and Nationals here. Uh, yeah, the Mets are minus 125 favorites over under six and a half. So they're at home. I pretty much, uh, you know what, I, I'm probably going to avoid that just because you want to, those one to nothing pitcher duels, it's going to be right. tough to get the win. Uh, you know, not to say that both are, are options. They're, they're both going to be options. But if I wasn't going with Kershaw on, on Tuesday night here, I would probably go with your pick and go to Bumgarner. And um, at twelve thousand one hundred, and you have to pay up for him. I do have a, uh, a slight value play that I'm really, really excited for that we'll we'll do later on towards the end of our show. If you do want to save some money in the pitching department and mm-hmm. get there, so if I'm not going to Kershaw or Bumgarner, I'm probably avoiding the Syndergaard Scherzer just because of the toss up for the win. Yep. I don't trust Zach Greinke enough yet at nine thousand eight hundred. Chris Archer uh, has a very tough matchup against Toronto. He's 9,700. He might have a tough time hitting value there. We've got a whole middle tier of guys that are reasonable, but I'm going to save my uh, my tourney pick, I guess you could call it, for a little bit later in the show. Right Let's move the focus here over to hitters, though, John. We've got a lot of Tuesday hitters to target. Now, Monday was one of the bigger offensive days of the entire year. Of course, not a whole lot of... Uh, heavy hitter ace action on the mound I guess you could say um, it's going to be tougher to pick out hitters so you're going to have to be a little bit more careful with your matchups let's quickly break this down a little bit position by position starting at the catcher spot John who do you got this is the first of uh, several Dodgers we're going to see mentioned here I'm going to go with catcher Yasmani Grandal at just 2800 going against Jared Weaver who's averaging a blazing 82.2 miles per hour on his fastball so he's just serving up uh, batting practice fodder essentially uh, to major league hitters in game action. It's it's really unbelievable. He's still in a major league rotation. So I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Grandal at 2800. I know that Grandal has been a bit up and down of late. Uh, he's he's only slashing 206, 304, 382 against righties on the year. But if he can't get it done against against Weaver, then I I don't really know what else to say. I think this is about as good of a matchup as you're gonna see. Uh, so I'm going to go with Grandal here. Yeah, sneak peek, all lefties going to be in play against Weaver tonight. Now, Weaver, seven straight seasons, his average fastball velocity has decreased, according to fan graphs here, something worthwhile. And you respect what he's done over the course of his career, but at this sure. stage, he's he's a player that needs to be targeted. And he wouldn't, I mean, he probably would be at, at risk of losing his rotation spot 
had this Angels rotation been fully healthy, but now they're going off and signing guys like Lenscombe. So Weaver's going to be around <laughs> to say, and Weaver's going to be someone to continue to target. I've got a couple slight value plays for you at catcher. I'm going out on a limb here due to the early record time, but I think Jared Saltelmaki at 2,500. Uh, outside of the Dodgers here, I do like a Tigers stack against Phil Hughes and the Twins. So Salty is going to be in play. Of course, you want to check those lineups just to make sure he's in. I also, for tournaments, I don't mind Derek Norris at 2,500. Might not be a bad play. He's actually 9 for 26 against Madison Bumgarner, so people mm. generally will leave him out with Madison Bumgarner, but if you can get Norris to maybe get a second bomb against Bumgarner or a couple hits, you're really separating yourself from the pack here. John, we're going to go to the first base position, which is generally pretty cheap, or it's pretty steep. I guess, yeah, that's what I'm, or deep. Yep. Cheap, steep, deep. There we go. <laughs> Looking for deep in uh, Daily Fantasy here. But Miguel Cabrera, uh, 4,000 against the, against Hughes and the Twins. That's your choice? I love it. Yep. I'm, you know, at 4,000, that's definitely, uh, you know, a price point that, that can make you think, you know, is it really worth it here? And in this case, I definitely think so. Going against Phil Hughes, in 41 career at-bats against Hughes, Miggy has 18 hits, and 11 of those hits have gone for extra bases. So he's got, and he's also got a uh, 465 on base percentage, and he's slugging a clean 1,000 against Hughes. So it's really, it's hard to find a bad night to use Cabrera, but when you are picky about it, uh, this is the kind of night when when he's going up against Hughes with such a like a nice sample size of of you know recorded quantifiable success. I think Cabrera is definitely my guy at first base. Six home runs and forty one at bats. I think that's really all you need to know. That's like Ryan Braun versus Jorge De La Rosa platoon numbers. I mean, sure. generally, you know, sometimes you have to take these batter pitcher matchups with a grain of salt. But with sample sizes like that, uh, it's very tough to go away from Cabrera tonight. But if you do want to go away from Cabrera, I have an alternative option that uh, we talked about the Braves early in the show, and uh, we'll see how their players respond to the canning of their manager tonight. But Freddie Freeman's a professional. I know he's been struggling quite a bit this year. Uh, 3300 is his price, so you're going to save some money going up against Juan Nicasio now. I alluded to Nicasio earlier and maybe a cheap pitching option just because of that Braves offense. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I have enough faith in Nicasio to put a lineup behind him. And I'm actually going to go with Freddie Freeman in some of these lineups because, again, a much smaller sample size than Miggy, but 6 for 12, 4 home runs, 9 RBIs, and OPS over 2,300. I mean, ownership might be down due to you know how the Braves hitters respond, and it's Freeman who's not doing well this year. But I like him tonight if you want to save a little yeah, bit of like money at pick. the first That's base. Yeah, I like that pick. It's sneaky, but a good one for mm-hmm. sure. Right on. Well, moving over to second base, uh, you're going to your Orioles, John. You want to you want to run down that pick? Yes, I, uh, I'm going to go with Jonathan Scope here at 3100 against Seattle. Now, one of the things that you and I have have come back to repeatedly over the course of this podcast is we like to target guys that have RBI upside and pop upside, and, and Scope definitely brings that to a position that those things can definitely be lacking. You got a lot of second basemen that are either, either kind of leading off or hitting like way down the order or, and have very little to offer in terms of power. But Scope's, Scope's got that rare blend of of position eligibility and power to go here. So I think if you're if you're looking to save a little bit instead of using an Altuve or a Ben Zobrist or even a Robbie Cano from the same game, Scope's got that upside. I mean, he, he was absolutely mashing it on Saturday night. I think he could definitely do that again tonight. He's facing a lefty in Wade Miley. He's, 
he's slashing 300, 344, 500 against lefties this year, doing a lot of damage at home as well. I think Scope at 3,100 is a solid play. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. You're going to have to get some value in a lot of places, and Scope is one of those ways that will help you work uh, an ace like Kershaw or Mad Bum in your lineup. I was looking at the second base slate for a while. I would pick Jason Kipnis against Alfredo Simon if I could, but again, they're in that early battle for Ohio games, so we're going to have to fade Kipnis tonight, a forced fade there. Instead, I'm leaning towards, if you can pay for it, Robinson Cano at 4,000. He's 6 for 11 against Ubaldo with a couple home runs. He's been pretty hot this year, I think. Uh, and, of course, going to Camden Yards, a hitter-friendly ballpark, can only help Cano. If you can't really pay up the 4,000 for Cano, uh, I do like Chase Utley at 3,000. He's going to be part of kind of our implied Dodger stack against Jared Weaver tonight. Probably mm-hmm. going to lead off. He's got the platoon matchup. Weaver's going to be dealing 82 to him tonight, so even even gray hair Chase Utley should be able to catch up with that. So should be able to give you some value in your lineups. What about the hot corner, John? I'm going to go with uh, Danny Valencia uh, at 3,000, going against Cole Hamels. Now Cole Hamels, I know has been has been excellent on the road this year, and I know that uh, the the Coliseum is kind of a pitcher friendly park, of course. But Valencia, he's been he's been hitting very well. And he's usually in like the the cleanup spot or the three hole in the lineup. So you know you 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 got him in the in the good position where he's going to get some at bats. And I think he's a guy that definitely can go off against a, against a left hander. You know he's slashing three fifty four thirty five eight fifty. Uh, and I think against left handers, and I think he can definitely. Uh, capitalize on that at 3,000 a night yeah Valencia loves the mash left-handed pitching he's like Scott Vance like 3.0 or something like that Mm -hmm. he was yesterday's chalk play of the day for at least during XM radio in the morning only came through with a walk unfortunately and that price is uh hiking up a little bit I think I think it increased $400 since yesterday because he was owned in about I was in the big double up I remember distinctly and and he was owned in about 60% of that so there was quite a bit of Valencia shares to go around I think we might see that ownership drop a little bit and of course because I didn't recommend him today he's going to go off he'll probably have a couple of home (laughs) runs lock him in John I have another third base option for y'all uh gonna go with Nick Castellanos I still think he's very underpriced at 3300 I mean if you're doing a tiger stack and you know maybe I mean you're gonna have to sacrifice Martinez or even Upton because you have to get Miggy in there if you're doing a a tiger stack but Castellanos could be a very good part I mean his last five games he's cooled off a little bit until he homered last night and his season OPS is just is just shy of 1,000. I mean, and he gets a Phil Hughes matchup. He's 5 for 14 against Hughes. So last night's homer, I'm thinking maybe that gets Castellanos going again. I just think the name uh, doesn't give him the ownership percentage that he deserves necessarily, and that's why his price stays here right around in, in the early to mid $3,000 range. I agree. That's a good way of looking at it. And uh, I mean, it's never a bad idea to go f- go with a guy that's uh, at 3,400 that's also just leading the American League in batting average. Like, Definitely like that pick a lot. Absolutely. So safe to hopefully at least get you a couple hits. Well, John and I are going to go to the bargain bin for the shortstop position. Starting with John's pick, we got another Tiger. Who are you looking at? I'm going to go with Jose Iglesias at at the minimum $2,000 going against Hughes. And I I know I'm chasing points a bit here because he he had a very solid game Monday where he put up 19.7 points, and that's obviously a ton more than you could generally expect from him. But, you know, like we've said, we're going to be paying up for aces tonight. And to do so, you're going to need to make some sacrifices along the way, you know, pinch some pennies. And I think Iglesias at 2,000, he's in that lineup, and he's going against Hughes, uh, like we said, 
he might not be the one that does a ton of the damage, but I think he gets on base a couple times, gets on base for those Tiger teammates that have had tons of success against Hughes, and I like Iglesias' odds of coming around to score a couple times tonight. I am right there with you. I think he could be an excellent value play. Of course, bat's a little bit lower in the order in general, so maybe one less at bat than some of the other Tigers players, but hopefully we get through that order multiple times and we can get some we can get some at bats there. I'm going to offer like I alluded to another bargain play. I really like Javi Baez at 2200. Uh he's going up against the Brewers tonight. Again, you're going to want to double check to make sure he's in the lineups page. The Rotowire lineups page is free after all, so you can check that out uh for free just go to the rotowire.com baseball se- section and uh we'll get you set up there. But you're going to want to double check on Javi Baez tonight. But whenever he's in the lineup you got to like what he has to offer, especially in terms of power and home run upside. So going up against the Brewers and Chase Anderson, I think there's a decent chance he works his way in the lineup for, for at least a pinch hit appearance and uh, could possibly put up some runs. Uh, of course, he gets a ballpark boost from Miller Park as well. Mm-hmm. I also like Brandon Crofman against Colin Ray, 3,000. He's got the platoon matchup. Uh, of course, I, th- I like Crawford's matchup and all, but... Uh, if I'm going to be paying for an ace, you got to go down and shortstop's one of the places I am sacrificing it at. Absolutely. What about exactly? What about outfielders, John? You've got a couple solid plays here that I'm liking. Uh, I'll, I'll let you start us off. I'm going to go with some sort of uh, you know mid tier options here that I think just have really really favorable matchups. So uh, starting off with uh, Melky Cabrera at three thousand going against Houston and Dallas Keuchel. Uh, Melky. Kind of a smaller sample size. He's 5 for 13 lifetime against Keuchel. And Keuchel just really hasn't shown enough to me this season where where you can really trust him yet. He, he's really kind of struggled out of the gate. And I think Cabrera and the, and the White Sox are going to take advantage of that. So I think for 3,000, I'm going to go with Melky. And then moving down a little bit, uh, 2,500 for Yasiel Puig. I mean, that's about as cheap. That's I mean, that's so cheap. And kind of like I was saying about Grandal, like if he, I know he struggled a bit this year, but... If he can't do it against Weaver, I don't know who who he can. So I, I'm going to go with Puig here. Just you know, I think he can uh, kind of bounce back a little bit. And then following that up with Seth Smith uh, at 2,900 going against Ubaldo Jimenez. Uh, usually Seth Smith will draw in against right-handed pitching, and he can usually capitalize on on those sort of matchups. Uh, so he might not be heavily heavily owned as well. So that can kind of help you distinguish yourself a bit going against Jimenez, who I think uh, could definitely be serving up some serious runs tonight. Uh, that's going to be a pretty high scoring game, in my opinion. Why not get a piece of it for under three thousand like that, Sesmith? Yeah, right on, John. I I like those Dodger picks. I'm going to throw another Dodger on top there. Jock Peterson at 2800. He also has the platoon matchup against Weaver being mm-hmm. a lefty, so you got to like what he's offering there. And then I'm going to run a couple higher priced options up. Uh, just quick buy here. Gregory, Gregory Polanco has been pretty hot lately. He gets a platoon matchup against Blair and the Braves. And then uh, Miguel Sano, I still at 3300. I think he's still a little bit underpriced, especially as he continues to come into his own. You have to consider that. If if you can pay for it. And if you're not using Marcus Stroman tonight, I'm a pretty big fan of Corey Dickerson at 2,900 with the platoon matchup there. So just a couple other suggestions. I mean, remember, if you use a twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000 pitcher, you're left at about 2,700, $2,800 per outfielder. And hopefully some of these options will get you going here. Exactly. Now, John, out of all the hitter options we just discussed here, if you had to pick one chalk play for the day, who are you going to go with? 
I'm going to go with Miguel Cabrera. I mean, those the career track record against Phil Hughes is just really too good to pass up. And at four thousand, I mean, he he's still going to be able to to generate a nice return on value for that. So I'm definitely going with Miguel Cabrera here. Yeah, I'm going to head back to the pitchers. I'm if you, you talk chalk play, it's got to go to Kershaw today. Uh, I'm just going to give it to him. I'm going to step out and say it. I, I don't know who else is a safer bet for forty fantasy points than Kershaw, even if it is going to come at a thirteen thousand dollar price tag. Mm-hmm. Now we kind of alluded to some stacks here. Um, I think if I had to pick for a stack today, I would probably go with the Tigers against Phil Hughes. That's kind of who we both uh, agreed on here. And then just in summary, your other stack, uh, Dodgers against against the Angels and, and Jared Weaver, and in kind of a, I mean, it's just it's common sense really to me just use some dodgers gets get at least two or three in there and you'll be totally fine yeah exactly so two very viable options you definitely want a piece of both of those games just uh to have yourself protected in the event double digit runs are scored real quick here over unders uh so we can get a good idea of stack possibilities from a vegas standpoint leading us off of course there's no coors field game tonight so leading us off we've got hughes and the twins against pelfrey and the tigers over under nine and a half right in line with what we suggested there. We've also got uh, Hendricks and the Cubs against Anderson and the Brewers over under his nine there. Definitely uh, someone, another game that you may want to get yourself a piece of here. And then, of course, we've got Mar- the Mariners and Wade Miley against the Orioles and Hubaldo Ubaldo Jimenez over under is a nine on that. Of course, game at Camden Yards, you get the ballpark boost and you get some kind of weaker pitching there. The only reason the Dodgers Angels aren't on that over under is because Kershaw will be pitching on the other side here. <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, you basically cut the over-under in half there because he's got an ERA under two. Well, MLB season is here, and that means daily fantasy baseball is back. Go to FanDuel.com to play now. Remember, building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1, so anyone can play. That is FanDuel.com. John, before we wrap up the show tonight... We want to go ahead and offer up some tournament plays. You mentioned there are five aces that are above 10,000, but what if you want to kind of be a little contrarian and stack up those hitters? Do you have any pitching options that you'd like? I'm going to go with Carlos Rodon of the White Sox at 7,900, going against Houston tonight. Now, I understand that Houston has a has an excellent uh, offense. You know, you have a, you look at you look at the order up and down, and you, there's a lot of guys to be intimidated by. But I think Rodon. He's he's got it at home. He's going against Keuchel, who I think is going to get lit up, honestly. So I think that that puts Rodon in a good position to get the win on top of it. So if if Rodon can you know get some strikeouts, keep it in the six to seven strikeout range, like like we've seen out of him of late, and maybe you know miss more bats than we've been accustomed to to him seeing. He's been he's been hit around a good bit of late, but I think if he can strand those runners and maybe get some strikeouts. I think in addition to that, he's going to have that win probability that that uh, you definitely look for in in a tournament type of situation here. So I'm going to go with Rodon at 7900. Yeah, I like Rodon using a lefty, and uh, again, the Astros' offense intimidating, but uh, they have uh, one of the highest strikeouts rate rates in the league. They strike out 26 percent of their at bats against Oof. left-handed pitching. Um, so something to worry about there, uh, you know. And, and plus, Keuchel's been a little bit shaky, so Rodon gives you the win probability. 
for mine, I kind of hinted at this earlier, but somehow, some way, Marcus Stroman is priced below $8,000. Now, maybe some of that is him going up against Chris Archer, which is what makes him a perfect tournament play because some people might fade him a little bit because of that. Sure. But the Rays strike out against right-handers at a league-leading 26.4% clip. So there's a, a better than 1 in 4 chance that they'll be striking out every single time we have there. And plus, we have a good sample size. Stroman started against the Rays twice this year, two quality starts, both wins. One, he only struck out five. Another, he struck out nine. Both of those starts were on the road. This time, he gets a home start at the Rogers Center. So I think Stroman at 7,900, man, I'd even consider using him in cash games tonight. I know Kershaw is my lock and my chalk play, but I think Stroman at that price represents almost as good of a value. The only question there is not quite as much win probability. Right, yeah, I really like that Stroman pick against the Rays, and you know they just lost Forsyth, you know, which is kind of like one of the bigger cogs in their lineup, and he, you know, he's out probably at least until early June, so that that's a huge piece of that lineup that he was able to kind of keep the lineup moving. Now he's out, so I definitely like Stroman against an even weaker Rays offense. Yeah, absolutely, a lot to like. I've got a season-long league where I've got Kershaw. Stroman and Hendricks going tonight against the Brewers. So uh, I'm looking big night. to uh two start week too. Exactly. Looking to uh go ahead and expand upon my stake league league this evening here. Well thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Sports Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, brought to you by FanDuel, the leader in one day fantasy sports. Remember that first time FanDuel users that make a deposit of twenty five dollars or more via Rotowire can get six months of complimentary access. Otherwise to check out rotowire.com on your own, just go to rotowire.com slash pod. That's rotowire.com slash P-O-D. Hey, get your six months now. You're set through the rest of the baseball season, and you get the beginning of NFL season two. That's a win-win plus 25 to play with on FanDuel. Well, hey, once again, I'm Jake Letarski. You can find me on Twitter at jakeski 52 And I'm John McKechnie. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny McKex. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast will return Wednesday with Benny Riccardi and James Seltzer. <laughs>